Welcome to Showcase Broadcast Studios. My name is Michael Wardy, and this is Real Talk with Michael Wardy. I'm a certified financial planner and regional director at Source Advisors, where we're working with our clients and their CPAs in a couple different areas of specialty tax consulting, including research and development tax credit, um, cost segregation, energy efficient incentives, as well as LIFO, inventory tax calculations. Today's topic is not about any of that information. Um, as we've done in previous broadcasts, I'd like to invite guests in studio to talk about overall um, um, events, activities, um, information, advice, and guidance. And I would like to, and I'm very happy and honored to welcome once again, Dr. Pat. Thank you again for joining. Hi, I love being here. This is I love this. Thank you. Um, so last time, and you saw in the opening, it was about uh, Dr. Pat's book. We're actually not going to talk about that today. That was on a previous broadcast, which you can refer back to on LinkedIn Live or my YouTube channel. Today, I want to talk about, and I, I asked Dr. Pat to come in to give some additional insight and guidance and things to think about. Um, retirement. I'm not near retirement. I would like to be, I think, I don't know if I would ever transition into retirement full time, but I know a lot of people, um, my parents' age and that, that generation where the goal was all about retirement. Um, and one part that people have always focused on, and Dr. Pat, you could speak to this, people always focused on your financial side of it. And I, I want to retire. I'm saving for retirement. I have enough to retire financially. But in your experience, Dr. Pat, and this is really what this conversation is all about, is giving guidance and talking about from a health and a mental health, physical health and a mental health approach and things to prepare for. Can you give some insight guidance? And we'll expand from there. But I just I'm curious to see how what your what your thoughts are. Well, you know, I talk to a lot of financial people. Um and and we always talk about you know having the ability to have your health because you know you're going to suck your money up if you you know if you have some chronic illness or disease that really explodes as you get older you know and having that kind of funds to support that but then you're supporting that you're not supporting living your life and so you know people who i've done shows with or if you have um in and, and, and addressing those issues is that, you know, basically you got to have your health, but you can't do anything. You can't work mm -hmm. even now. I mean, it's just in a lot of people when they're planning for that, they also have things that start to creep up and uh, crop up as uh, illnesses and chronic things going on because they weren't paying attention. And they start like showing up as little signs and symptoms that I call Grim Reaper syndrome around the age of 40. You know, and if not sooner, you know, and then, you know, you kind of like, go, oh, I got that. That's a, you know, that's my, that's in my family. That's a genetic thing, you know, and, but you have to like realize is that everything that happens is, you know, we keep on saying it's a genetic thing and we're accepting that as a norm, but it really isn't a norm because you don't have to be your genetics. You don't have to be your DNA. You can change how your DNA uh, responds to the environment by changing your constitution. And so when you and you know, and even the mental health part of it, you know, I can remember many people. <laughs> I had a woman one time example that was in my office, um, and she said to me, "I am going to kill my husband." <laughs> and I said, "Why?" And she said, "He's retired." Oh. <laughs> and um, and I said, 
well, why are you going to kill him? Because he's retired. Like, isn't that like, you know, so you can go out and have fun and do stuff? She goes, no, Dr. Pat. I just got home from grocery shopping, putting groceries in the house and walking in the living room. And he decided to refit everything, take, you know, stuff down. And she said, so he doesn't have any, like anything to do. He doesn't have, you know, you lose that purpose. So I think yeah. when things like that happen, so she re before her appointment, she put everything back and put a note that don't touch anything. <laughs> we, we need to have a talk, you know, but you know, so she got adjusted. She went home. She wasn't as stressed out as she was when she walked in, you know, but I think a lot of people that happens to that they have this you know, all of a sudden they have this like time on their hands. They plan for it financially, but they didn't plan for it mentally and what that really looked like. You know, how do I want to do it? Do I want a bike ride? Do I want to walk an 18 hole golf course? What does it mean to me to be healthy, you know, and be able to enjoy the fruits of all that labor that you did for years, you know, yeah. and be able to capitalize on your health too, and then capitalize on being, you know, um, with people who are so important at that time in your life. You know, because mm -hmm. you don't want to be a burden, you know, and you don't want to be a burden on yourself and you don't want to burden them. But when you have those things come up, they're costly. They're a lot more costly than as if they were taken care of earlier. And, you know, when you're taking care of those signs and symptoms that, you know, pop up. Yeah. And and I know a lot of people that they look forward to it and they, they say, okay, I'm retired. And day one, the winning, because I think about this a lot. I mean, you get up, I, I know people that have, they get up at six o'clock, get ready for work. And they've been doing this for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. And then that day one of retirement, they just naturally wake up at six o'clock because that's what they're used to. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, they're like, wait a minute, I don't go into an office. I don't do that. If you don't have that plan, like, don't, is it, is it fair to say that you will be, and you said this, you lose that sense of purpose but do you start to, do you see people, and when you're talking with clients and patients, do you see that that decrease in, in like self-worth and motivation and excitement and depressions? I would think, correct me if I'm wrong, um, I would think that depression would start to set in if you don't have that proper plan. Well, they probably already have signs and symptoms of depression before then, you know, but, oh, really? you know, because I think that, you know, depression just doesn't come on all of a sudden, you know, it's just like, okay. it's, and, and they now know that and they tie depression into the gut and the health of the gut. So the health, you know, the, the mind, you know, in the gut are that axis is really huge, you know? So when, yeah. but I think when you wake up, I mean, when people go like, oh, I'm going to retire, you know, like people, you know, have a tendency to think like, you know, at first it's probably like, well, this is great. I don't have to get up. I'm it's six o'clock, but I don't have to get up. Hey, I'm going to go down and spend an extra hour at the coffee shop and hang out with the guys, mm -hmm. you know, and then because, you know, that routine, what they're missing is they're missing the routine. So if they have, they can figure out how to replace that routine with something else, then that's helpful, you know, and then have a plan like, you know, like, hey, you know, um, it's just like your your wife always wanted you to walk with her after dinner. It's just like, well, how about taking a walk for morning, you know, and take, yeah. doing a walk in the morning too. There's things that you can do to like substitute that purpose and and also like, and think it out, huh? I mean, the, um, you know, some people when they get, when they go into retirement, they have this like, oh, I'm moving to Florida, I'm moving to Texas, I'm moving to Mexico, oh, yeah. I'm going to go to... Italy or, you know, I'm going to take this big trip, you know, and the saddest thing I ever saw is when I was around 40 years old, I was sitting in St. Marco Square 
with my boyfriend and we were having this Italian experience being in Venice. It was so like you, I don't know how anybody could hate anybody in Venice. It's just really the ambiance of the places. It looks like you just want to hug and kiss everybody. And, but you know, but I was watching these, Ital these people on their tours, they could barely move. You know, and I always thought, like, God, I go, they waited their whole life, they saved up their money to come yeah. and do this trip, and they did it as a tour trip, you know, so they're, you know, like, let's go in here, they don't always have the opportunity to go down a side street, and furthermore, by that time, they might be scared to go down a side street, whereas when they're 27, they're going like, ah, whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know, let's just keep on moving forward here. You know, this is like, oh, there's like, look at, like, they don't get to see maybe some interesting things, but they still see the most important parts of the city. Because those mm -hmm. trips to Italy, for instance, are Florence, Venice, and Rome. And, and those are the, the three big cities, right? And, you know, and so, but they get to see something to behold that they've always dreamt of. So, you know, living that dream and then, you know, they have, you know, be able to tell those stories when they come back to their family and their friends, like, look what we did. But, yeah. you know, I just saw people like not walking really well, not, you know, because, you know, when you go to a foreign country, you don't have the conveniences that you have in the United States of like escalators, elevators, you know, and you know, and that type of thing. You've got, you know, you have to have somebody help you up like stone steps <laughs> There's, and, you know, you don't want to wear high heels on the stone steps either, that type of thing. You have to be <laughs> a little bit more careful. That's why I always say like wear walking shoes. Well, walking shoes are pretty flat. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So true. Yeah. And I just, I, it's so true. And I got to think, so here's one of the other reasons I want to talk with you about this is because of what's been going on in the lockdown with COVID uh -huh. and people had these grandiose plans of, I was going to go to, I was talking to um, a friend of mine who is, who he's, he retired and his plan was that he was going to go to I think he was going to live in Italy for three months and then he was going to come back for a month and then he was going to go. Um, I think he wanted to go to Australia. Everything got shut down. Your plans change. What advice would you give or would you say you have your plan that have a couple of extra plans as backups or like, I, I feel like you need to be prepared for the, for whatever events occur, are happening not just financially, but also from your activities and staying relevant for yourself. I also want to ask about education and continuing to give yourself education. We'll talk about that in a second, but I really want to understand from a planning perspective what your thoughts are. Well, you know, a lot of people, I just saw a picture of the airport at Palmer um, in, um, in Mallorca. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the name of the airport and that someone posted on LinkedIn or in Facebook, one of the two. And um, it was jam packed with people because they're now oh. open and they're ready for summer. But for the people who are now claustrophobic <laughs> and being, <laughs> being in crowds, that's not going to be the place, you know, to 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 be because they still have that fear that was either rightly or falsely Im implemented in their brain to say that, you know, oh, th this is a possibility. I just think it's interesting that all of a sudden one day, you know, you're, you're free. <laughs> and the yeah. day before that, you know, you had these incredible restrictions. Um, so the, but, you know, it, it's interesting for, because I've heard people say they're not doing that, or I've heard people say they're out of here. They're out of the country. As soon as, like, you know, something up, I have a 
friend of mine who's uh, married to an Italian guy. And she flew down to Santiago with her two kids. And I'm thinking, wow, what a great education for her kids to be able to yeah. see all of all of Bolivia, you oh. know, and, and all of, you know, they can't get back into Chile because Chile's locked down or they was still mm -hmm. locked down at the time when I last had communication from her, you know, but, you know, they got up and they left because they didn't want to be restricted. They wanted to be with their family, the whole family together, you know, and they're on this adventure exploring all of Bolivia. I'm going good for you good, and good for your daughters who are on, you know, on online learning. Yeah. You know, they oh, don't yeah. have to be back into a structure of school because they're doing it, you know, online. So they're having this incredible, like you would never, you know, dream of having that, you know, as a kid, I think, you know, but you know, it, it's just, it's just like, like outside the box thinking. So That's I think cool. that people, you know, who have plans, you know, you got to have a second plan. You know, and you know, I would have, you know, I like I would be in, in Italy. I love Italy and I'd be in Italy in a nanosecond, you know, but you know, I have other obligations here that keep me here at the at the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, but my plan if I was gonna be in the United States, you know, it's just like you can still get in the car and go places in the United States. Yeah. You know, so oh, yeah. there's a seven something that has interest and piqued my interest is and I like to go like road trips is um the 70 degree temperature road trip that takes you across all of the United States. And, you know, What's so it's 70 degree temperature, 70 degree Fahrenheit temperature road trip across the United States. It like starts like someplace like in Galveston, Texas or something like that and comes up, goes to the East coast, you know, and then you come back, you go through you through Chicago, you know, and you keep on going. And then it goes, um, I think, uh, down, towards Colorado, then you back up and then you go through big sky country all the way to um, Oregon and Washington state and down and you in San Diego, but it's around 15,000 miles. It's somewhere around, you know, and so if you plan it, I thought that it's like, God, I want to do that, you know, and, and the original one took you up also into Alaska, you know, mm -hmm. but Canada being closed on Canada right now for me doesn't I have no it has no sex appeal to go there at all. <laughs> um, and, and so the you know, so, you know, I had to, if I did that trip, that trip would not include Alaska, which is OK. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. I thought it'd be interesting to see that, when, especially since someone told me I better have the right kind of car to drive there. <laughs> you sure. know, like you couldn't drive in a regular sedan. You really need something that has all wheel, four wheel, that type of stuff especially Absolutely. in the western part of it but i thought wow that's it i go you know there's that possibility people can still get out and they can still do things in the united states and the united states is really beautiful it, you know it, and and I, and I believe the people in the united states you know the core you know essence of people in the united states that they're good people i completely agree yeah. I, I i completely agree and that's what's fun about living in a country like this among everything else is that there's such diverse groups and you can go to different parts of the country and it's it's like you're in a different world in some areas and you're just meeting more people and and learning and that's the thing that i think and correct me if i'm wrong is important when you transition into retirement as you get older is continuing your education um most people are, I went to college, went to graduate school, I, got, um, I became a doctor, whatever it is that they did. And then a lot of people cut off their education and they just stop learning. What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, you know, I don't think they ever really, you know, I think they feel like, you know, how I see that is that I, I see people who say like, I'm done learning, you know, formally, um, mm -hmm. but they're not done learning. You know, they're reading books, you know, they're doing things there um, and they're having input of data, you know, and hopefully they're not watching, you know, TV, you know, or really limiting how much they're really, you know, hitting, having news hit you as you can find news on the internet and you can find mm -hmm. news, um, you know, news stations on the internet without having to watch or and, and just getting the really good fine bullet points, you mm -hmm. know, and then looking for something, you know, good, you know, to happen in the news. Um, which is rare, but the, um, you know, but, but likewise, you know, but the, the education part of it, you know, some people go back to school and they learn something, they create hobbies. I have a cousin who I gave a chair to that I didn't know was a veneer chair, but I've always liked it, you know, and I gave it to him like three months ago and he, and God bless him. He is like, you know, he goes, Pat, I can't do the intricacy like this, like lattice work that you want to have done. Yeah. Um, you know, but it gives him something to do. And he's very good at doing stuff like that. He's very yeah. good at, you know, uh, last year, he, you know, he laid sod at 75 years old in his backyard. Wow. You know, he had help. He had help to do it, but he, he participated sure. in doing it because he wanted to do something, you know, the physical and he, you know, and he likes to analyze stuff. He is a CPA. So he like, you know, if you give him something like me, I'm doing research on this. Can you find out what you can find out on your end? He always seems to find stuff that I have never seen before. Hey, what do you think about this? So I think that when somebody goes to retire, you know, that, you know, they, they naturally, you know, change some of their habits. Right. And one of the habits is like, do they read, do they like, you know, what do they gravitate to, to expand their brain? Because you always have some input, even if you're not doing something formalized, I believe. Absolutely. And two people that I, I really admire and I look up to, and I think most people do would be their parents. And I find my parents to be two of the most incredible people that I ever have come across. Not, and I, maybe because I'm biased because it's my parents, but they, every day, every day, they've, they've been retired for a number of years, but they're constantly learning. They're constantly mm -hmm. researching. They're active. They have, when I see what they've put in place for themselves and, and what was the transition is now a, a lifestyle for them in, in retirement, they're active and they're constantly going. And we look at that and it's exciting. It's great to see. And there are other people that have come across that um, whose parents are retired as well. And they tell us about how they're struggling, not, not from financial standpoint, I'm talking just from getting up in the morning and going out and their health and their bones are aching and they don't feel well. They, they just, I, I feel like when I look at that, and when I've talked to my parents about the transition and the focus of them, it was to always be active and always be learning. Mm -hmm. I just, I, well, I even that first off, Michael, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Thank and you. so the, you know, number one, number two, you know, it's just like, it goes back to like, you know, people in this country don't know how to eat, you know, and a lot of times when they retire, they go on poverty mentality. You know, mm -hmm. or they're like, and so they always feel, even if they have a lot of money, they still feel very restricted. And the best investments that people can make is in themselves. And the best investment they can do that, that they can control is the food that goes in their mouth. You know, okay. so, 
if it's so if you know in making those in making good choices so if you're spending you know like 500 dollars more a month on food but you're not having that out-of-pocket expense of having heart disease that you're paying nineteen thousand dollars for you know it's just like i don't know i said you go to people go to starbucks you know it's like what is you know, like how people have been programmed people go to starbucks and spend seven dollars on a, a like some kind of coffee six or seven bucks but they can't buy six dollars worth of uh, organic eggs yeah you know and they say you know and i have I, I have a kind of a funny story about helping someone make a decision about like you know eating good food or eating bad food you know and i equated it to dating so i had two broccolis in my hand one was organic and one was inorganic and so i was standing there looking at them and this woman looked at me she said what are you looking at I said, i'm looking at the broccoli i said i'm trying to figure out i go which broccoli they're both broccoli right i said but you don't know which is the good broccoli or the bad broccoli and she said no and i said well and i said i equate the good broccoli with a good guy, a good man, a guy who's got my back, who likes to water walk and feed me and spend time with me, you know, and I said, it makes me laugh, you know, and I go, the bad broccoli is the guy who keeps you out till two o'clock in the morning when you got to get up at seven o'clock to go to work. Oh. <laughs> you know, you know, and I said, so which one would you choose? It's you know, and, and uh -huh. so she said, and she grabbed the organic broccoli. Well, which one was organic? I said, the one in my left hand. She grabbed the one in my left hand. She goes, thanks. See you later. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <I love> you. <laughs> you know, but it's like, it's simple. Like, you know, I did a post in LinkedIn the other day on strawberries, you know, with the same idea. It says these strawberries have, you know, it's a strawberry. Here's the list of ingredients. And it had all these, you know, pesticide sprays that they put on. Because if you, if it's on the, on the food then it, you're eating it and then it gets right. if, if your body can't get rid of it then it stores it in blood uh, in the brain bone and fat you know so it goes deep you know yeah. and it stays there and it festers you know so it's just like if you have a choice i go what do the organic you know broccoli end up costing me for that particular item might have been like 75 cents more but mm -hmm. you know it's just like i'd rather spend 75 cents more and not have a bigger health problem later on yeah. right and I I'm in that retirement that. age. I'm in the, I, I'm not, I haven't stopped working. In fact, when I decided that I thought I should retire and I retired for a short period of time, I just went, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there are, you know, I really took a really hard look around and I saw people who were sick, people who were depressed, yeah. people who had stuff going on that I thought like, you know, you've got a lot of people here to help. You just can't, you know, hang your hat up and retire and go travel. Because no matter where I go, I always get into that conversation that I want to like help support somebody have a better life and better existence, whether it's mentally, yep. physically, emotionally, or spiritually. But it's just like, so I ended up, that's how I ended up back here, you know, in, in this realm, because I just thought like, you know, there's people, they're, they're not hearing that message. They're not making good choices. You know, in order to make good choices, you got to know what the choices are and you have to have some education behind that so and true. so that you can and then you can make an educated decision, you know, uh, of whether or not you you want that, it's you know, so and, and, you know, and then also, you know, when you look at, you know, the, the, the food, like, you know, food choices in the United States, you know, there's like you, you really got to like, you know, be much you know, more mindful, grow our own gardens, you know, and use good dirt, <laughs> and, yeah. you know. You know, and, and use really good elements in, in nature so that because if you eat well, you will think well and you will feel better. It's, it all, it has to start somewhere. That's absolutely mm -hmm. true. It's, yeah. yeah. It's a great way to put it. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up, can you share a couple of walkaway points for people to remember, think about, consider? 
Well, I want them to consider their mindset, you know, and the, you know, the, like one of the biggest change and shifts for people to like, you know, embrace in retirement and maybe call it something else. I mean, because retirement has, you know, they has a, like a connotation to that word. It doesn't have, you know, energy wise, I think, you know, maybe, you know, you can call it, you know, maybe just ignore it. Just say, I have a new, I have a new job. It's called networking, yeah. <laughs> you know, something like that. But I think the mindset around it, you know, is, you know, to really work past it and be okay with it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and do things like, you know, like, you know, create a ritual in the morning. Like you get up, you have water, you do whatever you got to do in the bathroom, you brush your teeth, you know, and you go for a walk, you go for a bike ride, you know, you move, you know, my second patient ever always said she was 92 years old when I first saw her. And she always said to me, Dr. Pat, if you don't move, you're going to die. And how she got her exercise because she was limited to how far she could walk and they didn't, they wanted to keep an eye on her. And she used to take a Dixie cup and go water her garden. And she had oh. 150 plants in her garden. So she would go outside, come wow. back in with her Dixie cup. So she got a lot of exercise. And you have to think about like exercise being almost anything you do. Grocery shopping could be exercise. You're burning calories off. So yeah. it's just like, keep the idea like, you know, if you don't move, you're going to die. And if you, you know, and, and keep your body, you know, moving. Watch what foods that you eat. Like, for instance, if you eat something and the next day you feel very stiff in the morning, then something probably that you ate the night before is is more an inflammatory type of food that's mm -hmm. making you not feel so well. Because if you don't feel so well, then you don't do something like walk or have activity. Yeah. And then the next day it's the same thing, but you're not the thing. You're not going back to the culprit, which is what you have control of, which goes in your mouth. Yeah. Um, you know, and the other thing, you know, is always stay hydrated. You know, hydration can help people, you know, uh, keep their weight in a certain place. It keeps, it's essential for uh, sleep. Because a lot of people who retire, like as you get older, you have sleep issues. And some of those sleep issues come from, you know, not getting enough exercise. But definitively, a lot of people don't have enough hydration. And it's 50% of your body weight in ounces. You know, mm -hmm. so I weigh 150, my, you know, is 75 ounces for me a day. That's minimum. And, and, but drink it throughout the day, not at yeah. night, because it's just like, that's going to get you up, you know, and if you can't, you know, like, and then that sleep part, just as an added bonus, you know, when you go to sleep, if you got something on your mind, just say, okay, can I do something about that right now? And if the answer is yes, get up and do it. If it's not, then write just down some key words and give yourself permission to go to sleep. Put on some white noise or binaural beats, you know, listen to music if that's what you like to do, you know, and, you know, get the lights off around you, like this big white light that I have that, you know, shines yeah. in my face right now. <laughs> that's off at six o'clock at night. I do not go into, unless I'm working on a big project, I stay away from electronics, you know, in my bedroom. And I have my bedroom, so it's, it's dark. I like to have a dark bedroom for me to sleep. So mm -hmm. those are just some suggestions for people to get that little extra added thing that, you know, for them. Uh, and eat well, choose, make good choices. If you have feel bloated after you eat and something that you ate is not digesting very well. And I kind of like, you know, write, keep a diary and write down what it is and write down what you feel like afterwards. And then you'll always feel like when you look at that, oh, every time I eat that, I feel bloated. Get it out of your diet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, like I said, you got control of what goes what goes in your mouth, you know, and think good thoughts, do good deeds, you know, and that those kind of rewards and gratitude always follow you. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you.
Thank You're you again for joining today. Um, for those that joined us and will be watching the rebroadcast and the, the recording, thank you. We appreciate it. If you have additional questions, please reach out to Dr. Pat um, or myself, and I'll refer you back to uh, Dr. Pat. Where can people reach you, by the way? Um, they can reach me on, if they're if they're on LinkedIn, they can find me on LinkedIn very mm -hmm. easily. Um, my website is healthteamnetwork.com. My business name is Ask Dr. Pat. Uh, and you know, Easy you'll enough. be able to, they kind of coincide on my, on my website in next week, I'm, I'm giving a free webinar called motivational biohacks on Wednesday. So if you would like to know that I will let, you know, I will give you the link so that that can go with these show notes for today. So, okay. So motivational, what was it again? Motivational biohacks, motivational biohacks mm -hmm. next Wednesday at what time? At 11 AM Eastern standard time. Okay. And my tagline is be stronger than medicine. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So I want to make sure that everybody will be able to have access to this. So I will ask Dr. Pat to send me over the, the link so that in addition to this video, I'll have a link on YouTube and LinkedIn for you to click on and, and they have to register, right? Right. Okay. Right. So I'll make sure that that's included with this so that um, access will be available and you could um, watch Dr. Pat speak about that as well. Great. Thank you. You're um, welcome. Thank you. Great weekend, healthy weekend. And yeah. we will be having another conversation in June. We will be yeah. um, coming back together again. We will figure out the topic. We haven't decided it yet, uh, but we will have that topic and we will share it with everybody. Well, if your audience has a suggestion for a topic that they want to hear, you know, we can talk about, you know, what you want to hear. And, and that would be helpful for us because then it's more, you know, individualized and personalized for you. That's that's a great idea. Yeah. I'm, I think we should do that. We're going to have uh, somebody in our audience and a subscribership out there come up with a couple of ideas. We'll get some ideas together and we'll pick one and we'll keep doing it. Awesome. Very good. Thank you. Have a Thank great you. summer, everybody. Be well.